Bluebell lovers, today is a sweet treat for y'all. Bluebell just dropped a new flavor called Peachy Peach, and people are stoked. But is Bluebell really all that? Just how special is it? We got roving producer and Denverite Lizzie Goldsmith to try Bluebell and give us her hot take. She'll join Farrell and I as we talk about why Texans love Bluebell and what makes it so special. It's Thursday, March 17th, 2022. I'm Dina Kispit, and this is CityCast Houston. Today, we've got Lizzie with us. She's been helping us all week while Lisa's been out, and she's from Denver, and we're talking Bluebell. And she just had Bluebell for the first time ever. Now, Lizzie, I'm curious, as a non-Texan, non-Houstonian, what were your thoughts after you took that first bite? of Bluebell. So I had high expectations going into it, you know, talking to you guys, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But I really liked it. Like I was looking forward to trying it all day. And then um, it was really creamy. I got flavors that I often get. So like vanilla, chocolate chip cookie dough. You went the safe route. It was just no complaints whatsoever. No complaints whatsoever. It was delicious. And I wanted to just keep eating. Wow. Okay, I have to say those are the two flavors that I don't gravitate towards. Hmm. I'm more of like cookies and cream, strawberry and homemade vanilla. Farrell, what what are your go-to flavors? Well, to be totally honest, until this episode came around, I hadn't had Bluebell in a long time, but I had it I had oh. it last night. I remembered a flavor called banana some sort of a banana split. It might be the banana split sundae, which is divine. Ooh. Um, that was the flavor I always liked when I lived in, in Alabama. You know, one of the things that I love about it is that Bluebell has like an array of flavors. Like they've got over 20 flavors. I have to say though, not all of them taste great. You know, if I've got like a list of the ones that are completely shouldn't be banned, (laughs) never be made again. (laughs) The cherry one is on there. Have you had the cherry one? I have not had the cherry. Why? why is, oh I, matter of fact, let me, let me throw this at you. I've never had cherry ice cream, period. I didn't know such a thing existed. I don't think I have either, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Honestly, it tasted like frozen cough syrup. <laughs> so gross. Does it translate well? Does it translate <laughs> <Yeah>. well? <laughs> but last night, I went and uh, I, I say I went. My wife heard that we were doing this episode, so she went and bought us three flavors. The Cookie Two-Step, the Millennial, I think, is the one that you had. Ooh, the Millennium right? Crunch. I said, Ooh, don't leave the grocery yeah. store. Mm. Dina said to get this one. So I had that one. <laughs> and then I tried the new peach flavor uh, that I think Ooh, just came out peachy, last peach. week. And um, yeah. I ate all three, and I probably made the mistake by eating them back to back. You know, like you get an explosion of flavor from one Ooh. thing, and then mm. it takes yeah. away from the other. But if I had to rank them. Uh, I wouldn't put the peach in the ranking at all because it actually tasted like a sorbet. It was really like fresh and light oh. compared to the other two. And okay. m- and to my wife, it tastes like the um, Chick-fil-A. Uh, do you know the Chick-fil-A peach? Oh, yeah. The frosted peach drink. Right. Thing. It tastes just like mm-hmm. that. Of the three, I would probably have to say I liked the millennial the best. That was even better than the cookie two-step. Hmm. So. 
Or did they change the name of it? It's Millennium Crunch, but I wonder if they change it to Millennial. Nope. I think it's, I think you're right. It's Millennium Crunch. Is that right? Yeah. It's honestly a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. I did see the cookie two step in the <laughs> in the you store did? in Denver. And I was like, ooh, that looks good. Anything cookie really wins me over. But next <laughs> yeah. time, next time. Oh, you would have liked the Millennium Crunch. That's like our family's mm. favorite one. We used to love this flavor called, it was a Mardi Gras flavored ice cream, king cake. And so it had like oh, cinnamon uh, swirls in it, like a c- cinnamon roll or whatever. And uh, <laughs> it didn't come back after the unfortunate event that happened at Bluebell a few, a few years ago. And so we were wondering if maybe there were some flavors that got discontinued before that happened uh, that didn't oh. make it to the other side. Well, speaking of that unfortunate incident, we will talk about the Listeria outbreak of 2015. (laughs) But first, we're going to go a little farther back, maybe more than a little farther back, (laughs) into uh, Bluebell history, um, which I'm kind of a a newbie too, uh, seeing that it (laughs) started in 1907, I believe. I was like, wow, that's... Yeah. That's a long time ago. That's like, you know, it celebrated centennial, you know. Yeah. More than a decade (laughs) ago now. But I'm curious how it got its name and... Mm -hmm. And how it became, quote, the the world's best ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like that it shouldn't even be in quotes because it's so accurate. But but you got to be a person who's tried ice cream and like every ice cream that's existed. But in terms of how they got their name, it's actually named after the Texas Bluebell wildflower, which is our native flower. And, you know, the interesting thing about Bluebell is that, you know, they never started out as an ice cream, like creamery. They started out Mm -hmm. making butter. And then it turned into a creamery and they started making ice cream deliveries. And then they realized, hey, people actually love our ice cream. So let's just build this empire. And so they did. And now we've got what we got is Bluebell today. Nice. What a legacy. And that's it was not that far away from Houston, right? Yeah. No, I mean, we used to as kids, we would take field trips as part of our school to the Brenham, it's in Brenham, Texas, like their headquarters. Mm -hmm. And it was like an experience. Like you would go in there, there's like the ice cream shop that has all their flavors and even some flavors that you can't even find in store. And then they have like this uh, old school, I'm guessing that's what they used to deliver their ice creams in, that old school truck, like kind of at the the start of this little park. And then they also had um, like a little gift shop with all these like bluebell paraphernalia and like cool things that say bluebell on it it's not i feel like it's not a bucky's level of craze where people are wearing bluebell shirts but i mean if you go there of course you're gonna get a shirt pharaoh have you been out there yet i have i actually have we we, when we moved from alabama and we knew very well what bluebell ice cream was because what (laughs) the city i lived in in south (laughs) alabama that's their favorite ice cream we were going to move to Brenham. We ended up moving to a town called Hempstead, but we were looking for a house in Brenham and we were driving around it. And it's like in that whole town, the greatest thing in that town is the Bluebell factory. I mean, it's, you know, it's almost mm-hmm. like it's, it was constructed in gold, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie, you've got to take a special trip to Houston. <laughs> for sure. Well, just for come sure. to Texas and we'll take you to Brenham as a field trip. <laughs> That sounds delightful. I I don't know if I mentioned earlier. I do. I love ice cream very, very much, even though I did not grow up with Bluebell. But (laughs) (laughs) anything ice cream, even in winter, which, you know, it hasn't really felt like winter much here anyway. But (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, ice cream is always the right choice. Oh my god, yeah. And Bluebell, for sure Bluebell. I mean, the hype is real. People mm. freaking love it here. Statewide or is statewide. It... Okay. Okay. Yeah. But there was a time where people weren't loving Bluebell. Mm. Yes. I have a message from beyond the vacation. Uh, the people that are reading the newsletter probably know that Lisa, our hostess, you know, away on vacation, but she's been monitoring mm-hmm. from afar. And she said, <laughs> uh, I, I told her we were doing Bluebell. And she said, first of all, she said, I hope you all talk. The first words out of her mouth were, I hope you all talk about Listeria. I still haven't forgotten that about Bluebell. But she said also, <laughs> I know this is Texas sacrilege, but Bluebell has an awful lot of air whipped into it. And those round tubs don't fit neatly into the freezer, which is very Texan, assuming that everything else must conform to you. And then she signed it, Lisa the Grump. And then, and then she said one more thing. She said, that sweet logo. It was designed by a Houstonian, Jerry John Mard. He later left ad graphics and became one of Houston's classiest interior designers. But the first thing that she mentioned was the Listeria. And, you know, I got to tell you, uh, I, I knew about it back in 2015, living in Mobile. Like I said, when they took mm-hmm. Bluebell out of the, of the freezers there in grocery stores, that town almost had a riot. And uh, that's why I think <laughs> Mobile was one of the first places that the ice cream came back. I think... Some places came back, you know, it's all over the country. Some places came back quicker than others. But, yeah, they got Bluebell going uh, back in in Alabama within the year, I believe. Mm, Yeah. I remember it was was bad. I mean, you know, the one thing that was disappointing is that we didn't really hear about it early on. We heard about it after I think there was a, a couple confirmed deaths, and that's when we threw away our ice cream. And that's when we started seeing the shelves and the free, like the freezers emptied. There's like no bluebell in sight, and you see the the signs on every freezer door where it's like, "Hey, we this is on recall," because mm. it led to listeria outbreak and people died. How long was it? Do you? I mean, so I guess you remember this firsthand. How long was it uh, away or out of stock? It was out for a few months. I want to say it didn't come back until like the end of that year. It was a little more dramatic in Colorado, actually, where I am. Um, I wasn't tracking Bluebell at the time, but um, <laughs> it didn't come back to Colorado stores until 2017. So wow. a couple a couple years there. I'm sure there was much re- rejoicing <laughs> from, you know, Texans who had relocated to Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was that was a long gap. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm wondering what is like listeria as it is like i know it's you know a very deadly infectious you know mm-hmm. bacterial thing that you get but how do you get it what is it what does it feel like yeah i did a, a little bit of a deep dive into listeria infection or listeriosis um it's a foodborne <laughs> bacterial illness and mm. the people it's most serious for are pregnant women and newborns and people older than 65, as, as well as those who have weakened immune systems. And mm. kind of what was most shocking to me was the CDC was saying an estimated 1,600 people get listeriosis each year and about 260 die. Ooh. And I was like, whoa, like, this lot. is not something that had been on my radar. But it you get it from eating improperly processed deli meats and unpasteurized milk products. So, and it can even, I mean, the scary thing is that the bacteria can survive refrigeration and freezing. So. Oh, 
Dang. So they recommend people who are at higher risk to, you know, avoid eating the types of food most likely to contain this bacteria. But yeah, it's it's kind of scary. But like, I mean, you know, things like keeping your hands clean, your your utensils clean, washing your food thoroughly, like those those help. Um, as a we can put in the show notes, sort of how to reduce the risk there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They kind of had to hit the reset button with Bluebell mm. after that. I mean, they closed all their factories. They started basically from scratch, cleaning up, you know, updating their equipment, changing their techniques of how they clean. I, they, they also took a massive hit. They laid off over a third of their work staff. That's crazy. They, they got sued too, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. They did. How, do you know how much? They were hit with a fine of $17.25 million, which is, from what I understand, the largest fine ever imposed on a conviction, in a conviction involving food safety. So in researching this, I thought it was crazy that in May 2020, which is like not that long ago, Bluebell had pleaded guilty to the two misdemeanor counts of, you know, distributing this contaminated ice cream. And you know, the Department of Justice had released a statement where in that statement it said that Bluebell was directed to tell its delivery route drivers to remove all the remaining stock from, you know, from store shelves, but that the company didn't end up doing that recall for the products or issue any formal communication to inform customers about that potential hysteria contamination. So people were eating it while this outbreak happened and they didn't really know because... Yeah, I mean... It's it's amazing that it took that long, I guess. Yeah. But uh, Bluebell has bounced back <laughs> from this. And, and yeah. so have, you know, fans of the ice cream, clearly, <laughs> but based on our earlier conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, despite this, there are people like Lisa the Grump <laughs> who have not forgotten <laughs> about it. But for people who love it, I think they're just like, oh, you know, they're doing every precaution possible to you know, prevent it from happening again. Yeah, as someone who grew up with, like, dryers, I don't know if people listening to this podcast are familiar with dryers, but, or EDs, <laughs> I think is what it's it's called in other parts of the country. Um, that was the main one I grew up with. And if I was going to place them side by side, it'd be a really hard pick, honestly. Wow. I think I... I you yeah. liked Bluebell that much, huh? <sighs> I mean, I need to get it in the context I had it as a kid, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Make the vanilla into a, you know, a sundae, add some toppings, mm. you know, put in a movie, you know, to really do the full <laughs> test. Like I wasn't doing some back to back comparisons here. So that, that disclaimer, but I definitely want to try more Bluebell in the future is where I ended up. Okay. So what is the flavor that we each are going to recommend for people listening <laughs> are going to have to go to a store? I mean, despite our all talk on Listeria, <laughs> what we're going to recommend <laughs> them to buy? <laughs> I'm all ears. I want your recommendations. <laughs> oh, well. okay. Um, Farrell, what are yours? Based on what I've had for this, to, to get prepped for this episode, definitely the Millennium Crunch was, was Ooh, really yes, good. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's a very Southern type flavor, you know? Yeah. It's got the caramel, the pecan. Yeah. It's got everything. Yeah. How about you? I, I agree. Um, this is tough. <laughs> because I feel very strongly about their cookies and cream, which is honestly hands down the best cookies and cream yeah, flavor. That's 
of like that's oh, been cream. the biggest I've added to my list. Oh, nice, good, <laughs> good. You should add that classic, classic. Classic. If you can get your hands on the mocha almond fudge, you should definitely get that one too, because I've had a hard time getting my hands on one of those. I'm gonna look out for hmm. it for sure. Yeah, keep a lookout. Yeah. Well, this has been great, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, this has been yeah, fun. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have a Denverite tell us what they think of Bluebell. And we've got a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you got a new one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, before you go, we're going to check in with Pharaoh to see what other news we should be keeping up with today. Hey, Dina. There's a report I saw in the Houston Chronicle that says that Texas ranked number three in the most sinful states in the country. And it was a company called Wallet Hub that took a look at every state's involvement in what seems to be essentially the seven deadly sins or something close to it. They took anger, hatred, jealousy, vice, greed, lust, vanity, and laziness, and they ranked all the states. So, for instance, if you took the lust category in which Texas was ranked number one, it was decided by calculating Texas's teen birth rate, also the Google searches for XXX entertainment, and the amount of people arrested for prostitution, etc. For vanity, they counted the number of beauty salons per capita and the most plastic surgery procedures. The only states to top Texas in this unflattering race to hell was California at number two, and unsurprisingly, Nevada at number one. Florida was number four. That's all for CityCast Houston today. If you enjoyed the show, why don't you make your mom or your dad listen to this episode? And if you're a Bluebell fan, you know what you should do? You should give us a call or you should shoot us a text at 713-489-6972. Tell us what your favorite flavor is. No worries, y'all. We'll throw this number in our show notes. Until then... See you tomorrow. Bye. And subscribe to our morning newsletter. Newsletter.